Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. In this sermon episode, Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen is preaching from the title, I Got This, in the sermon series, I Am Healed. We're glad you're here. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. Words cannot truly describe who he is. We just say he is an amazing God. Let us pray. Lord, do it again. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, put your hands together. Give God a big hand clap of praise. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in this day. We've made it to another Sunday, and because of that, we tell God, thank you for being in this space and gather either in the virtual space or in the sanctuary. We give God praise for another chance and another opportunity to praise, to worship, and to lift up his holy and marvelous name. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 13 Philippians 4, 13, a very familiar passage of scripture. Amen. If you're able to stand, please stand in reverence to reading of God's holy word. That's Philippians chapter 4, verse number 13. Amen. I'm going to try my best to find some fresh water in an old well. Amen. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You may be seated. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens strengthens me. This um, sermon series has really changed and adjusted as I started to write the sermons to preach. Initially, the focus was going to be on being healed from the various mental illnesses we all have encountered. And just as the Bible states that we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, I believe that we all have experienced some level of mental distress either by the trauma we have endured in our own lives or what we have seen happen in other people's lives. We have experienced great levels of anxiety, stress, depression, grief, and sadness. So as God gave me sermon series, I wanted to focus on healing. But as I prepared the sermons, these affirmations just continued to jump off the page to me. I am healed. I am free. I am committed. And today, we want to leave saying, I got this. Let me say it one more time. I am healed. I am free. 
I am committed. I got this. These affirmations are not meant for us to tell others. They are used, they should be used as we speak to ourselves. I know if people see you talking to yourself, they will consider that you may be on drugs or you may have lost your mind. But as I talk to myself, I'm affirming who I am that I may not run to drugs, nor will I lose my mind. King David displays this to us all in 1 Samuel chapter 30, how being alone requires an internal fortitude to press forward when the odds are stacked against you. David leads his men to go to battle with the Philistines. And however, they tell David to go back home because David was a Jew and they considered, they thought that David would betray them and turn on them while they are in battle. David returns home to Ziklag and as he's marching his men down the road, they see pillars of smoke in the air. They begin to smell this uh, burnt wood and they see total chaos. Their women and children are nowhere to be found. And David's men, they cry, the Bible says, until they have no strength. Have you ever been there before? Where you cried so hard that you get a headache? I wish I had a witness. Where you cried so hard that all the thing you could do after that was go to sleep. Where you cried so hard that your mind was just wandering and your, your head was banging and you was just utterly tired. And this is David in the text. They lose everything in the village is burned and the captors have come and they've taken David's wife and his children. And they've taken all the other uh, wives and children. But somehow, because David was the leader, the men blamed David for the situation. And instead of them going to David and encouraging him, the men decide, let's kill David. Here is David all alone by himself. All of his men have turned on him and they're planning to stone him to death. But the Bible says David decides to strengthen himself. I wish I had a Bible reading in this place too. Strengthen himself in the Lord. And, and, I don't know, and, 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 and David, he, he does not strengthen himself in his own warrior abilities. He does not strengthen himself in his own wisdom, but he decides to strengthen himself in the Lord. Which means David had to have a talk with himself about what was going on. He had to have some affirmations himself about his situation in order for God to move in his life. And I don't know what David told himself in that moment, but when you find yourself in a similar situation as David did, just encourage yourself with these words. I'm healed. I'm free. I'm committed. I got this. When anxiety levels are high, when stress is getting to you, when you are aware of the depression kicking in, just speak to yourself. I am healed. I am free. I am committed. I got this. When that addiction continues to call your name, when that sickness continues to make you feel ill and defeated, when life seems to be beating you down, just speak to yourself. I'm healed. I'm free. 
I'm committed. I got this. You see, affirmations have the power to motivate you to act on certain things. They help you concentrate on achieving your goals in life and give you the power to change your negative thought thinking pattern and replace it with a positive thinking pattern. But, but for affirmations to truly work, you need to repeat these affirmations daily. And finally, you must believe the words in which you're saying, I am healed. I'm free, I'm committed, and I'm also, I got this. My, my body may be sick, but I'm healed. I wish I had a witness here. I, uh, I, I may be going to the doctor, but I'm healed. I, the doctors may not know what's going on with me, but I'm healed. I may have cancer in my body, but I am healed. I got a real ringing, I got a ringing going through the, through the monitors. But I am healed. My, uh, my mind may be in prison, but, but today I'm free. I wish I had a witness. I, 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 I'm free. My commitment level may be limited, but I am committed. And this task may be above my skill level. But can I tell y'all something today? I got this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got this. I can handle the depression. I can handle this anxiety. I, I can handle this mental illness that I'm going through. I'm not throwing in the towel. I'm not giving up, but I'm leaving from church today. If I'm watching on TV, on my tablet, or my phone, this is my affirmation of the day. I got this. I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know how God's going to fix it. I don't know how I'm going to turn things around, but I'm confident in one thing. I got this. I'm not going to throw in the towel. I'm not going to wave the white flag. I'm not going to tap out. I'm going to stay in the fight. I got this. You must believe these words of affirmation. I got this. So the question today might be, Pastor, how can I say I got this? Let me answer that for you. You can say I got this because I have learned to focus on me. Wish I had a witness. I've learned to focus on me. Paul is writing this letter to the church in Philippi. He receives a vision in Acts chapter 16 and 9, verse 19 from a man in Macedonia begging him to come and preach there. Philippi is the city district of Macedonia. At the time of this writing, Paul finds himself in prison for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And while he was in prison, the church would send him gifts. And now he writes a letter to encourage them to keep on pushing, keep on pressing, and to keep on pursuing after Christ. He comes to the end of the letter and he leaves them with these words that are motivational and them going uh, father in life. Uh, yeah, yeah, this verse is one of the many verses in the Bible that motivates us to endure the hardships of life. This is a VBS Sunday school memory verse that, 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 that it was not hard to remember. I wish I had a witness. If you've been in church more than a day, you've heard it before. I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength. 
In verses 10 through 12, Paul recounts some of the difficult or different circumstances in which he had found himself. He states, I've been hungry, but I've also been well fed. I've been in need, but I've also been well off. But, but, but whatever I found myself, I've learned how to be content with the circumstance. Paul isn't comparing these circumstances to suggest that one is greater than the other. He's using these extremes to highlight that, that he understands the range of human experience. At one moment, you can be on the mountaintop, and in the next moment, you can be in the valley low. At, at one moment, you can be running up and down the street, and in another, you can be in the hospital bed, unable to move. In one moment, you can have enough money to take care of you and your family. And in another moment, you're asking somebody else for help. Paul says, I know what it is to experience the roller coaster of life. But wherever I found myself, either in the mountaintop or in the valley, I'm all right. I wish I had a witness. No, no, no matter where God has placed me, I've, I've understand that I'm all right with where God has put me. Paul is letting the church know I've been through a lot of stuff in my life and the method of getting through I first had to learn how to focus on myself. I wish I had a witness here. Uh, Paul declares I can do. He didn't say we can. <laughs> I wish I had a witness. He, 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 he didn't say we, we all shall be able to, but he says, I can do. Paul was only speaking about one person in this text, and it was himself. He, he, this was Paul giving them the testimony that I've been through some ups and downs, uh, and the way I made it out is I can do. I wish I had a witness here. Here it is, Paul. He's letting them know that I experienced both ends of life. And no matter where I was placed, I learned to be content. He is not speaking to none of us. He's speaking to himself. Paul is affirming himself in this moment that when he looked back over his life and see where God had brought him from, he understood that I had to make the change before God stepped in. I wish I had a witness. This teaches us that in order to get out of any, uh, any in many tough situations, we must focus on I. I wish I had a witness because before I can fix a problem in my life, I must first admit there is a problem. I wish I had a witness here. Be 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 before I, I, I can change what's going on, I must admit that something is not right. Before I ever go to the doctor, I must understand that there's something wrong within me. Is there anybody in the building today that understanding? You got to learn how to focus on I before you move forward with I can do all things. I wish I had a witness. And too many of us, 
because we have disregarded the message from the flight attendant because the flight attendant told us if the cabin pressure was to drop and the oxygen levels was low, the first thing you must do is put your mask on first and then help somebody else. Is there anybody that you say, I can't hardly breathe because I've been helping other people before I put my own mask on? And that's the problem with many of our lives. We have, we have not focused on self-help. Instead, we want to help others when we're empty ourselves. Got to focus. Focus on I. Can't put my mask on. Can't put your mask on until I put my mask on. And I know Christ. I know Christ is the source of me doing all things. But I must first be committed to Christ before I have access to all things. I must make the choice to allow Christ to be Lord before he's ever Lord over my life. I wish I had a witness. I must decide personally to be committed to God before I can acknowledge his commitment to me. And I will never allow Christ to do his part if I never focus on who I am. Paul says, I've been through a lot. But I had to work with God in order to shout all things. And initially, I had a problem with reading this text, Minister Richard, because Paul says, I can do all things. Now, I've read Paul's story. I, I, I've read about his whole entire life in the Bible from, from Acts all the way through Hebrews. But, 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 while I was reading it, Paul did not go through all things. <laughs> Paul didn't endure social media. Paul, Paul did not have to go through cancer and all of these various other diseases. Paul didn't see all things. So I, I was wondering, Paul, how can you say I can do all things when you didn't go through all things? I can see, but I, I looked in the text and I saw what Paul was doing. Paul was suggesting, if God brought me through this, I feel like preaching. Yeah, he, he's able to bring me through that. If God brought me through all of this mess, if God allowed me to grow up in a single family household, if God allowed me to raise these kids all by myself, if God healed me from the flu or healed me from COVID, he's able to do everything else. I, I may have not had to go through everything, but this one thing I know, God, he's still but that's why the old saints would say he's a doctor in the sick room when they've never been in one. He's a lawyer in the courtroom when they never had to go through court because they understand whatever I need, God will be right there. Every sickness, every disease, every problem, every joy, every sorrow, every victory, every defeat, every test, every trial, every demon, every devil, every issue, every problem, everything that we could ever face, no matter what we go through, we can go in it testifying, I can do all things. 
Through Christ. That strengthens me. I got this. Because I've learned to focus on me. But also can testify I got this. Because I've learned to depend on Christ. Yeah, yeah. I got to focus on me. Because if I never say I have a problem, I'll never address that there is a problem. Right? Have you ever been around someone and said, yo, I, I don't have a drinking problem. I only drink on the weekends. But when on the weekends, you drunk every day. I wish I had a witness. I, I, I don't have a gambling problem. But, 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 but every month, you ask somebody for money to, to, to pay your bills. If you never focus on you, you'll never know the power of God in your life. Because when you look at you, you understand, I don't have enough. I wish I had a witness. Oh, my God. When you look at your capabilities, you understand what I'm going through. I don't have what it takes. But if I depend on Christ, he'll give me what I need. Paul says, I can do all things through Christ. My outward appearance of commitment is because of my inward relationship with Christ. I got this because he has me. I got this because he has me. I got this because my identity is in Christ. Steph Curry. Steph Curry is one of the top NBA basketball players who plays for the Golden State Warriors. He is the greatest three-point shooter of all time. Hold up, man. Look, that's still, I still love LeBron and Giannis. I ain't got to Steph yet. But, 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 but every game, he writes on his shoe, Philippians 4, 13. He writes it on his shoe and... And, 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 one, and because he understood in order for him to succeed, he needed to go through Christ. One Sunday night, his team lost the game to the Cleveland Cavaliers, and he was devastated. He could not understand how his team lost when he always declared, I can do all things through Christ. He thought this inspirational Bible verse meant he could win as many NBA titles he wanted to. And after the game, he went back to his locker room, pulled his Bible out, and went to Philippians 4, 13 again to see whether he had gotten it correct all of these years. To his shock, he found the real meaning of the verse when he read it within its context. He read the whole chapter and discovered that the verse meant Learning to be content in all situations. At that moment, Philippians 14 must have meant being content with losing the game. Y'all not feeling me in this place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so that his faith could be on a firm foundation in the moment of defeat, he was still able to declare I can do all things. Is there anybody testimony in this building today that you've gone to the doctor and you've received a bad report, but you left out of it saying, I can do all things. 
You, you sat at the desk and you received the, the pink slip letting you know, pack up your stuff and don't come back next week, but you left out of there declaring, I can do all things. You, you, you know what it is when, when your spouse leaves and you receive the divorce papers in the mail, but you still turned around and shouted, I can do all things. Is there anybody that received the death notice of a loved one and you thought it was going to be difficult, but you still thought to yourself, I can do do all things. It's not just the going to achieve and goals, uh, but it's also when I'm in the middle of my mess, I have hope that I can't give up because God can do all things through Christ. Steph Curry has a quote. said, there's more to me than just this jersey I wear, and that's Christ living inside of me. Reading this made me a fan of Steph Curry because he understands that if anything was to happen in his life, he must first know it must go through Christ. If I'm going to accomplish anything, it must first go through Christ. If I'm going to be anybody, it must first go through Christ. If I'm going to survive the troubles of this world, I must first go through Christ. Because through Christ, uh, it means Christ is involved in every situation of my life. And you're saying, Pastor, how can I get it through Christ? Well, this is how you get it through Christ. Three things. Number one, you must look to Jesus. When life has pinned you down in the valley and has confined you in some dark spaces where it seems as if there is no hope, you must be like the psalmist in Psalm 121. I lift mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help and all of my help comes from the Lord. I, I must look to Jesus in order to go through Christ, but also I must listen to Jesus I must listen to Jesus because listening requires action after instruction. I wish I had a witness. Listening requires action after instruction. Because if I tell you something, you got to show me what I just told you. I wish I had a witness. If I instructed you on how to do a certain thing, you got to give me a demonstration of what I told you. I wish I had a witness here. If Peter was here, he'll testify that he was looking to Jesus. He listened to Jesus. But when he stopped looking and when he stopped listening, when Jesus told him to come on the water he'll see the wind and the waves that are cause him to sink and Peter said I went down but when I went down I had the, uh, the instruction still because I shouted Lord save me and even though I messed up I listened to Jesus when he said they that call on the name of the Lord shall be saved is there anybody that understand I may mess up sometime but I heard the instructions uh, that even though I'm sinking I can call on him and he'll come running to me <coughs> so listen look but then you must lean on him if it's going to go through Christ, you got to look to Jesus. You have to listen to Jesus. But then you must lean on Jesus. Let me see you do the rock away and lean back. 
My people don't understand when I pull up my pants and do the generational, it's generational, yeah. <laughs> Watch this. When I lean, it suggests I'm transferring weight. <laughs> I tell yeah. <laughs> I tell, I, tell, I tell kids all the time they, that when, when, when they're sitting down, I tell them to stand up. You grew that body. They, they, they often want to lean on something because they need the support of something else to hold them up. I wish I had a witness here. And, and, and so in life, in order for us to make it, we better learn how to lean on Jesus. We, we better learn how to transfer the weight. I wish I had a witness that's burning us down, that's weighing us down. We better learn how to lean up on Jesus. And, and when we lean on Jesus, he takes what's heavy on us and he makes it bearable. He doesn't take it off for us, uh, but we're able to stand because we're leaning on it. That's why the Bible says trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean. I wish I had a witness. Lean not to your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Lean on him. Look, listen, and lean. Look, listen, and lean. I got this. I got this because I've learned how to focus on me. So I got I to gotta acknowledge what's going on with me before I try to help somebody else. I got this because I got to learn to depend on Christ. I know, I know they have a lot of programs out there, and I know they got a wonderful church at Mount Zion, and they got a wonderful people over there, but I'm not depending on none of them. I'm depending on God. I wish I had a witness here. I'm depending, I'm depending on Jesus. And, not, and finally, and I'm finished, and I'll be in my seat. Uh, I got this because I've been equipped for the journey. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I got this. Yeah, yeah, because I'm not thinking... I'm, I'm thinking about myself. I got to make sure myself is right. I understand who I am. I understand my faults and my failures and my, and, and, and my downfalls. I understand my likes that gets me in trouble sometimes. So I got to focus on me. I wish I had a witness. I, I got this because I'm focused on who I am, but I got this because I'm depending on Christ. And since I'm depending on Christ, I'm looking to Christ. I'm listening to Christ and I'm leaning on Christ. But finally, I got this because I've already been equipped for the journey. He's already given me the strength that I need to handle any situation I may face. Is there anybody here that could testify that he's already given me the strength for the journey? I knew you wouldn't believe me, but I got Bible to back up what I'm saying. Here is Daniel. Daniel receives the decree from the king that said, if you pray that we're going to kill you. Daniel said, no, I'm going to keep on praying because I've already received strength for the journey and since he already has strength for the journey he opened his window looked to the east and he began to pray to his God and while he was praying after he came down they took him and put him in a lion's den but when he got in the lion's den Daniel didn't even pray
Y'all not feeling me here. When he got in the lion's den, he didn't even have to pray. Y'all still didn't catch that. He prayed in the upper room. He, he continued to look towards the Lord. Uh, but, but when he got in the lion's den, the Bible says he went to sleep. Because he had already been equipped for the journey. Is there anybody that could testify? I already have what I need to make it in this world. You still don't believe me. Let me, let me, let me give you another example in the Bible. Acts chapter 5. James has already been murdered. And Peter, he is in prison. And while he is in prison, the Bible says on the next day, there was plenty to kill. Peter. But the Bible says while he was in prison, the church was in prayer. And while Peter was in prison, the Bible says he was asleep. He wasn't praying all night long while he was in prison, but the Bible says he was asleep. And while he was asleep, the church was praying. And while the church was praying, God sent an angel to go and get Peter. Is there anybody that could testify? I have already what I need down on the inside. I've got the Holy Ghost that gives me strength to fight all of my battles. Have I got one witness here? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I was reading in the commentary the commentary gave me a story, a story about the days of the Great Depression. In the early 1930s, a panel of speakers, including Clarence Darrow, this distinguished attorney and a, and a professed atheist. Yeah, yeah, he were addressing the meeting, talking to the people on the south side of Chicago most of those people being black people. The economic conditions were at their worst. Money and jobs were scarce. And this dude, Darrow, he used the fact to point out the plight of black people. He summed up his words like this saying, and yet you all still sing a song. Have I got one witness? He, he says, no one can sing like black people. <laughs> and you all still sing a song. And then he says, what do you have to sing about? You don't have money. <laughs> yes, sir. You don't have jobs. <laughs> You're living in the slums of Chicago. <laughs> And a lady, uh, without even thinking about it, she jumped up and said, uh, we got Jesus to sing about. Have I got one witness here? And when she jumped up and testified, uh, the crowd said, yes, we got Jesus. Uh, there were amens in the building. Uh, there were, they were saying, that's right in the building. Uh, we got Jesus to sing about. And uncharacteristically, the atheist for once was stopped dead in his traps. He had no response for he was face to face with what cannot be rationalized. Hardly even talked about in human terms. People who can sing 
through all of their tears, people who can sing through all of their fears, people who can sing through all the troubles in their lives, people who can sing through all the mess they were going through. It's because they walk with the one who strengthens them to do all things. That's why they can testify. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. His eyes are on the sparrow. And that's the reason why I sing. Is that your testimony? I sing because I'm happy. And I sing because I'm free. His eyes are on the sparrow. And he watches me. If he watched the sparrow, he can take care of me. Won't he do it? I said, won't God do it? He walks with me. And he talks with me. He tells me that I am his own. And the joy that we experience, none of them shall be known. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I got this. I got this. Low self-esteem. I can make it. Depression. I got this. I can make it. Anxiety. I got this. I can make it. Cancer in my body. I got this. I can make it. Trouble on my job. I got this. I can make it. Trouble in my home. I got this. I can make it. 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 I'm holding on until God's unchanging hand. I'm holding on until God pulled me out. I got it. I got it. I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, yeah! I dare you look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I got this. May not look like it, but I got this. May be beating me down. But I got this. Maybe troubling my mind. But I got this. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. now. Can't give up now. I got it. I got it.
Thank you for joining us. We're so happy that you're here. Please continue to connect with Mount Zion Baptist Church on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, and our website, mtzlife.com. We continually put out new content, so be on the lookout and turn those notifications on. Looking forward to seeing you back here soon. Have a blessed day.